0: I'm so like holiday-y right now. Oh, the green? Red and green and like flannel. Like I feel like, and like even the weather right now, like it feels- fall.
1: Like fall. I kind of hate it. I'm a little congested, so sorry about that. It doesn't sound too bad. I just know you're sniffling. I'm nasally. I'm just like, it's just like right there. I took an allergy pill because I don't Shut feel up. sick. I have a lot of anxiety right now. I really just want to go back to bed. <laughs> Fully,
0: yeah, it could just be your body reaction. One of those days, and when I don't sleep well, like, I mean, that's your immunity right there, yeah, like immediately compromised. Don't get me sick, please. Do you feel like you're sick? No, it just feels like snotty boogies, not even. I'm just like, just like nasally, just like aggravated, yeah, inside, like the uh, the mucinex monster, stay mama,
1: yeah, but not like I don't even have mucus. Mm.
0: Hi, Link. Link is uh right here, and she's not allowed to come on the couch because last night we shampooed the couches, and she's a stinky girl. Yes, you cannot. You guys see our lamp? <laughs> 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 yeah. If you're uh, if you come on visual right now, Link has a cone on her head. Uh, I've already said what's going on. We're still dealing with the ear hematoma. Same shit, different toilet. I need to get it drained again. Um, I have a lot of travel coming up, so like, kind of worried about that. But uh, I don't know. She seems fine.
1: <laughs> Spirits are high. Yeah. She like seems
0: chill. Her behavior's normal. So honestly, that's all that matters to me. And they even said like it's more scary looking than it is actually like life threatening by any means. So it's a cone girl. Oh, Pixar lamp. Oh, my God. Wait. OK, this is coming out Monday. We're leaving
1: for London. Oh, in four days. Oh, this that's is Odd Podcast. Week. Oh, yeah.
0: Also that too. This is advice. <laughs> Hi, I'm <laughs> And I'm, I'm Alex Coat. And we're going to London In, on Friday. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's literally we're I'm pre-recording excited. this. Obviously, it's one week
1: away. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. And I did. I didn't buy anything, but I'm Neither. actually kind of proud of myself.
1: Yeah, I didn't get anything. I d- I would like to get something specific to wear to the high tea. Right. I feel like I just don't have anything that's high tea. I get that. I <gasps> get that.
0: But we can also shop over there too. Right.
1: Which I think of, is smarter.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like what I wanted was like, why am I rushing to buy stuff before the trip when I can get things there that are also act as souvenirs?
1: Right. Like, and we're at like the I'll outfits, the shit that we could get in Paris is probably going to be perfect for high, high tea. tea.
0: I'm so excited. We're going to go to high tea on my birthday, which I've done before, but when in Rome, like we're doing it in yeah. London, like that's, that's going to be so much cooler than doing it anywhere else in the states. So, I'm so excited. I forget the name of the place.
1: We're also spending a day in Stoke on Trent.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, oh my god, that too. So, we're getting there and then uh the first day we're chilling, then we're going to Paris for a day, then we're going to Stoke on Trent for a day to visit one of our friends and then coming back and then the remainder of the trip we're just spending like actually in London. Doing the touristy things. Oh, my God. Wait, I don't think we told them about Monopoly.
1: Oh, yeah. Holy
0: <laughs> fuck, you guys. So, when I was looking around our hotel, when we, like, first booked things, I was just kind of, like, scrolling around the map to see what was around us. And I saw, uh, it was, like, a landmark that said, life-size Monopoly. And if you don't know, Alex and I, we play Monopoly Die once hard a day.
1: Monopoly fans.
0: Die hard. Like, probably have played hundreds of games at this point. And... I was like, oh my God, Alex. So I looked it up. It looks like it just kind of opened because it, it still like was completely booked out. But luckily I found it months in advance before we were going and it's life-size monopoly. So you are the pawn and you go around the board, you roll these dice, but instead of money to buy property, it's like little tasks.
1: It's like escape room. They called it like escape room tasks to get through the board.
0: Probably little like lock and key or like riddle type things. I, we don't fully know. I didn't want to look that part up because I want that to be kind of a surprise. But I'm so excited. Literally, Monopoly and Escape Rooms are the two things. Our favorite things. We love. So I forget what day we're doing that.
1: But I did book it. I think we're doing that the day that we fly home.
0: Uh, yes, I think I think you're right.
1: I'm so excited though.
0: If you guys have any other suggestions of things to do out there, let us know.
1: We're also going to be podcasting out there. Oh, yeah. You guys will see like a little snippet of it in our hotel. We're going to do an episode.
0: Yep. We wanted to kind of bring the podcast out there rather than pre-record because as you guys know, we like it when the things we talk about on the podcast are relevant to what we're going through at the moment. And like, we'll be in our hotel room. We made sure we got a hotel room with a couch though, so there's some continuity, but we will not have the sign. No, no. (laughs) Can you (laughs) imagine flying with a sign? as like your carry-on but yeah for the most part the trip isn't planned too crazy I definitely made notes of things so that when we are choosing what we want to do we don't need to sit and like do research so and we have
1: like a couple dinners booked right uh I think like two two
0: yeah I, one in actually I don't know if I booked that book oh. <laughs> now it's too late I don't know I have to look but I did like a few hours of research when we first determined that we were going there for my birthday and I was writing down things to do the price, the hours to get there, the number, the address. Like I even like had everything with emojis. Uh, like have I, do you, did I share the note with no. you? No, I have to share it with you. I, I have it all planned out though, because there's nothing worse when you're traveling and you
1: Are just like... You're overwhelmed by how many things there are to do. And you're like, I don't know what to do. There's nothing to do.
0: And then you're trying to like... screw Do the research. Yeah. But like, are you... Part of me, you know, I was using Google and Yelp to look at reviews. But then I was like, is this even the best resource to do this in London? Like maybe they use something else that like, you know. But then I assumed like Google probably is still pretty big like, out there i mean but like for reviews yeah whereas like yelp does feel kind of american right like i feel like i've never used yelp in
1: have another have you ever country. seen yelp's yelp page no they have like three stars that's embarrassing yeah and
0: like you could technically pay to get more stars right. So like why aren't they well, i, I guess think they're I, trying to prove a point i respect that yeah i'm a big yelper but then when i think about the fact that people can like pay to get bad reviews off i'm like okay wait this This is not right the purpose i'm sure google fucking does it too everything's a lie
1: everything on the internet is a lie
0: everything is a lie everything is a facade to make things appear the way they they absolutely aren't this isn't even a dog i'm petting right now it's a lamp (laughs) (laughs) excellent callback
1: my parents are on their way right now. My parents just got on a flight at SFO, and my brother actually just landed, so he should actually be pulling up any minute now. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're having a whole weekend here. We're recording on, oh, today's Thursday. My week is oh, fully mixed up. No, But same. this weekend is St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to go out drinking. My parents are like big foodies and drinkers, and they can definitely hang more than we can, so we're going to go out. And have fun on St. Patrick's Day. And it's the first time in New York. So I'm just going to show them the city. We're going to do a whole bunch of things that we do. They're going to do a couple of the touristy things. They're going to be here for about a week. So that'll be fun.
0: It's crazy that this is now Vince's third time out here. Yeah. Well, like, I just To visit us. Right. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but in the past six months. Right. No, like, yeah. I, I, I think never, he likes New I York. I think he likes it. <laughs> I think he like. Likes so it way more than he's gonna admit. Yeah, and if you're listening right now, Vince, I know that you want to move here. Just say it. Yeah, just say it. He'll I move know.
1: upstate if he moves here. I don't think he would ever move to the like city be in the city. Yeah, but he's an upstate guy.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> Lamp.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Get rid of your dog. I have to get rid of her. That's crazy, Link. Do you have
0: metal in there? <laughs> the side. <laughs>
1: looks like she's wearing a helmet
0: link you're so embarrassing i had a really fucked up dream last night i think that's another reason i was tossing and turning i have dreams a lot where people and it's always people like poke my back ew and it it like okay you know when someone the type of pain where You know, when tickling kind of hurts. Yeah. It's that type of pain. So it's like a please stop. And then the second they pull away, the pain's gone. Yeah. I get that all over my back. And you physically feel it. Yes. And that's why I toss and turn like people. Last night I was running away. I'll tell you why. But I was running away from people and they were like doing this to my back. Kristen, Kristen, come back. Like just like that type of tapping. Sorry, my hands are hella cold. And it was like hurting and i cry every time i'm like please stop. like it's like an agony Whoa. cry where I'm, and i get it a lot and it's always my back so i'm like is it my is kidneys? it always the same people no never actually and sometimes i don't like the people i don't
1: even know it's not it's like not relevant. like oh
0: it's alex i don't know these people
1: i don't think it's your kidney
0: I, I don't know i started thinking like why do i always have discomfort in that part of my body in my dreams is your is spine it my, maybe it's like the sides though, huh. not like this side, but like the back sides, you know, it's so weird, weird. I I like, I don't feel anything. What were the you day. running from? Okay. So the dream was I was in some type of like relationship with this really tall guy. I do not Pete recognize Davidson. him. No, God, no. He would never <laughs> do what I'm about to tell you. I almost want to say his face had like a. Ashton Kutcher vibe, just okay. like boy next door, brunette guy. Again, I don't know him in real life yet. So, um, we were in a relationship, but I really wanted to get out, I guess. Like he was extremely abusive and like, I remember he, he like, we were at like a big food court vibe of like a mall and I wanted to go walk to the bathroom. I like saw the bathroom and I remember thinking, I can run. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. It was me, him and one of his homies. And we were all sitting down. So I stood up and then his homie was like, hey, you should go with her like to my boyfriend. And I was like, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to come with you. So we go to the bathroom. He goes in the boys. I go in the girls bathroom and I obviously didn't go to the bathroom. I made it. I walked in there and then walked right out by the time he had gone into his bathroom so that I could run. And I was running, running, running through the mall, just like trying to escape him. And then I look back and I see him running after me. So now I know I'm caught. So I like bust a left and this is such like a mall scenario. I bust a left <laughs> into an orange Julius. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I feel it right now. I crouch behind the counter and I'm looking up at people and I'm telling the workers, like, don't look down at me. Cause like if he walks by and everybody there's commotion looking down the floor, he's going to know. Me. So I was, I was just saying like, no, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And I see him run by and one of the workers is like, are you okay? It was like this really nice girl. And I was like, I'm trying to run from him. Like he's, he has me captive. Like I don't want to be with him anymore, but he's like forcing me, blah, 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 And he, he runs, but then I see him come back. So I crouch down again and they're like, oh, sorry, sir. We're actually closing down the store. Like they're totally on my side about it, helping me, whatever. And he keeps walking, and I hear him like yelling, like "Kristen, Kristen!" So I exit through the the back door, and I just run. I just remember running and running, and running. And then at one point, I'm like, "Boom!" Hidden Lakes, which <sighs> is the park behind our elementary school. Growing up in the Bay, and but it was like a really long version of Hidden Lakes, just like grass for never days, never ending. Never ending but there were three houses I could see probably like a mile cause it was so flat. And I just see like three houses spaced out in the distance. And for some reason I knew that the last house was Bree Bree's house, her more lane house, uh, which Bree's one of our best friends and her more lane house is her childhood home. She has not lived there in decades. So, but in my head I'm like, Oh, boom, like there's safety. So I'm running, running, running. And I finally get to that house and all you guys are inside like getting ready for something and you're everybody's like, Oh well, my God, what's going on? Like, why are you so out of breath? And I tell you what happened and everybody's just like, dude, chill. Like you're fine. Like just starts like downplaying. Like, why are you tripping? Like, he what loves are you. you. What are you running from? Like, he's a good guy, blah, blah, blah. And I just like start getting ready with you guys. I don't even know what the way that that for. would never happen. Right. No, 100. <laughs> That's why I knew it was one of those funky dreams. And, um, then I see him outside of the house and he's like walking through, looking Ew. in all the windows, like trying to find me. And the last thing I remember, I don't know if it's because I woke up, Um, I got under the bed and Brie let him in the house oh. and was like, Oh, yeah, no, she's not here. I don't know. And he was like, oh, I know she's in here. <laughs> and like I was just hiding under the bed. And then that's the last thing I at least remember. But it was one of those dreams. I get these all the time with nightmares. I toss and turn because I could tell my body or my mind wants to get out of the dream, obviously. But then I fall back asleep and it just picks right back up. Oh. Like I can't shake the dream unless I wake up and like. Consciously. Up, yeah. You, you know. get out of REM. Yes. And I, I don't even know if it's REM though. Like I, at least by how I feel this morning, I don't think I hit REM at all last night. Uh, I'm like, I was telling Alex, I woke up this morning, obviously in the same clothes I fell asleep in. And. I walked out here to feed link and like seeing Alex in the morning on normal days. I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen her in 10 hours ish. You know, <laughs> like we just had a full night's sleep when I saw Alex. I was like, Oh, I feel like I just saw you two hours ago. Like it didn't even feel like last night happened to me. Ugh, it just, it's like, it was like a time warp. All of a sudden the sun was up. I've been tossing and turning all night. I don't know. Last night was fucking weird though. That was my dream. It was so stressful and people were trying to touch my back.
1: Yeah, so was that on your way like through Hidden Lakes? Yeah, when I was like running,
0: I was feeling that Uh, like, and then I. uh, It's so interesting
1: how you don't know who the guy is, and they like say that you're supposed to know every face. Well, in your dreams,
0: it's not that you know it, but you're you you have technically
1: seen Seen the face face, because like your brain can't compute new faces.
0: Right, that's kind of why I'm giving him like an Ashton Kutcher vibe. Like I think he was like a okay, like a. What's uh, Uncanny Valley? Like it was like a version of Ashton Kutcher in the Uncanny Valley. Got gotcha. you. Me. I don't know.
1: I had a dream a couple nights ago. Um, I just started re wearing my like mouth tape, so so I don't mouth mm. breathe and I don't snore at night. Um, and the first night I did it in like a week. Uh, <laughs> I I knew that it would uh it would like t- come off at the end of the night, or when I woke up in the morning. But I woke up, and. It was like wrapped around my finger (laughs) and it like made me remember my dream. In my dream, I cut my finger open. So I must have taken my mouth tape. In my mouth tape, it's like medical tape material, but it's in the shape of an X. I must have taken off my mouth tape and like wrapped it around my finger as if it were a Band-Aid. And I woke up with basically a band-aid around my f- around the finger that was uh cut in my that's dream so
0: weird i wonder if you like sat up <laughs> like i wonder if you like watched it like disinfected that's so weird
1: that was In my dream i was like oh i just need a band-aid took it off my mouth and then wrapped it around my very finger. resourceful fully
0: in my sleep that's so weird when when we <laughs> act out things in our dreams it freaks me the fuck out yeah that's so weird to me that's like i mean that's what uh isn't that what like rem is is when your body kind of paralyzes so that you don't act out your dreams yeah. but like I would love to see it, and by see I mean even just like on a graph or someone to explain it to me the the misfires that have to happen when you act out things in your dreams like what does that look like in your brain right
1: and those are, well those are the people that sleepwalk <clears throat> like Leanna sleepwalks or not sleep talk she's sleep, she sleep talks yeah not sleepwalks but
0: She's never like gotten out of bed, but she'll sit up and she'll be like, yes, over there. No, we,
1: (laughs) we, I don't know if I've told this story before, but it (laughs) was when we, your house on, um, Tyrone, Tyrone, it had like a guest house off the main house area and it was a little creepy in there it was just cold we didn't use it yeah so it was and there were so like boxes like not lived in it was not lived in yeah. and I it was I think it was Zane's birthday weekend so everyone was in town it was hella busy and we were me and Leanna slept in the guest house because it had a bed and I was already like kind of creeped out but in the middle of the night, I swear to God, Leanna, like rose, resurrected from the bed, Ew. and she's sitting like, up, torso up, torso up, and she, her eyes are fully open, Ugh. and she's like looking around, and and spe- is speaking like fully gibberish. I would do it, uh, uh, uh and uh. It was the most terrifying thing. And I remember waking up to it and like looking at her and thinking, is she awake? Mm -hmm. Is she talking to someone? Like, is she on the phone? Right. Oh, it was so, it was so out of pocket. That's
0: how it, cause it's full volume when she does it. Yep. Like I've, I've slept next to her when multiple times and she's like, sometimes she'll say my name and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up? And she's just asleep. I'm like, that's not Okay. (laughs) It's That's not super okay. weird. It's terrifying because I immediately think she's possessed. Yep. Especially I'm when you're sleeping there. not in your own bed. Yeah. You're for sure possessed. She, she mumbles. And yeah. So I, there, there was a time where she said something really funny. I can't think about it. I can't think of it right now, but it was something like full sentence, <laughs> full scenario, just like, oh, God, it's fucking crazy. I remember one time I was living in... It was when I was living in San Francisco and I shared a room with somebody at the time. So like she, she was there and I woke up laughing. <laughs> I, I woke That's up to me so racking up like, like the, I can't even redo it right now. Cause it was like a belly laugh. It was like, someone told me the funniest joke. And I woke up to me like laughing. And I, I remember like continuing laughing, but having this face of just like, why am I laughing? <laughs> I was just sleeping. And I, I didn't remember what happened in the dream either. To so To make I don't... you laugh. Nope. But I just woke up cracking up. <laughs> it's never happened since. <laughs> did your roommate, like, did Lindsay hear you? She ended up. I think she ended up waking up like towards the end of it and was like, okay. what happened? And I was like, I don't know. I woke up laughing. And she's like, you're crazy. And rolled back over and went to bed. Like She did not care at all. She fell right
1: back asleep.
0: Oh, my God. Lindsay was such a funny roommate. She
1: was super silly. She's so like,
0: just, I don't know how to put this in words, but one of those people that just like lives her life like, no like can't be bothered just like doesn't give a fuck
1: yeah. super out of pocket she <laughs> wait what i don't remember this we went to fit him with her and she she came into class one day or i think i was like borrowing an outfit so she popped into my class and she was like, oh, I'm having the worst day. I was going to the bathroom and I looked down and there was a spider down there in my cooch. <laughs> and I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I was there. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? She's like a spider crawled out from when I pulled out my pants. And I was like, what are you? Are you serious? She's like, yeah, Alex, I'm having the worst day. And she was like, <laughs> storms out. I'm like,
0: what? No, she You're always sorry. says having the worst day. <laughs> Always, and then she tell you, and it like wasn't that bad, but like to her, like she was always like, "Dude, today's like, always I'm, done with it. Yep. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. There was always something, but like she was great. She, I mean, she was truly one of my best friends for oh years. We yeah. lived together. But She's wow. just super funny. She was the girl. I know. I've told the other perspective of the story of my first, my first and only one night stand, and how I cried in the bathtub. That's our bathtub. <laughs> we shared a bathtub, and she. She was who I called immediately and like because at the time we were super close and she was like I got you meet me at the counter we'll get some burgers
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we went to the counter in
0: Walnut Creek and I was like I don't know why I had sex <laughs> she was just like you're good you're chilling like oh she's such a good person I hope that portrayed through this hey Lindsay if you're listening there's no shot she's listening
1: <laughs> I haven't spoken her in years Okay, before we get into today's episode, we're going to do our song of the day and what we're wearing. I'm wearing a grout fit. Of course you are. A grout fit. I'm a, I'm in a grout fit mood. This is just a great sweatshirt and, um, like perfectly matching gray biker shorts. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. It's
1: my favorite. I'm such a matchy matchy person. Oh God. I'm not. I'm so matchy matchy. I love when things like come through in other pieces.
0: Only when I'm out of the house, inside the house, put
1: me in a paper bag. <laughs> See, that's like one of my favorites. When my like leisure clothes it makes you feel like cute. you have like your life together. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm in leisure clothes a lot. Right. Um, and then I'm on a coffee kick again. I stopped, uh, drinking coffee probably by like a month or so ago and was only drinking matcha and tea. Um, but I had a coffee the other day for the first time in a minute. And I was like, I want coffee. So I've been on a coffee coffee kick the past few mornings. So I'm wearing my Central Perk socks.
0: Do they, do they smell like coffee? Probably. Let me smell. Just kidding. Anyway, I'm wearing, I already told you guys. We literally started the episode with it. I'm wearing Christmas colors and I'm super embarrassed about it. <coughs> <laughs> oh. And then I'm wearing a little black kind of thermal long sleeve I think it says something. In Switzerland what does it say Zermatt? I think it's a place in Switzerland. I remember somebody commenting that last time I wore it. But this is from Brandy Melville, and my pants are from Urban. My nose is starting. Okay, and my song of the day is. Um, I finally listened to Miley's new album when I was shampooing the couches last night. Alex and I both had headphones on. She was playing Monopoly. I was shampooing the couches and we were sharing a playlist and I finally had a chance to listen. I don't love the whole album, but I like a a few of the songs. I'll give her that. Like I really like a few of the songs, but some of them I was like, what the hell is this? But, um, my song of the day is going to be Rose Colored Lenses by Miley Cyrus. Miley. I love her album cover.
1: Yeah. I mean, she just looks great at all times. She's so cool
0: look at her yeah badass wow i really like
1: uh wonder woman too that and um thousand miles with what's her name miley cyrus brandy carlisle who's that uh you know her this girl you you know her if i played she's
0: is she like an og yeah okay she's an og Carlisle, that just reminds me of Twilight.
1: My song of the day is The Ship by Incredible Polo. It's one of those songs that popped up when I was doing that smart shuffle. Oh, yeah. Um I sent it to you. Did you ever listen to it?
0: I don't know. It was
1: about a week ago.
0: I don't think so. I
1: sent it. Whenever I send a song that I suggest you like play it loud, I'll say oh, play loud. You did. <laughs> yes, you did. Did you did you listen? Uh uh-uh. uh. No? Listen to it. It's really good. With head like I suggest headphones and pretty loud.
0: Okay, so Today's episode is actually what we intended to do last week's episode, but then as you guys saw, that one kind of turned into a spiral, spiral for <laughs> the title and a big ramble episode. But it did seem like you guys liked it. I I really enjoyed it. I love our ramble episodes when we just kind of get in a groove. I think I I like it on like a production level. I'm like, oh, this is the flowing. Flow. Like this is the this flow is, is flowing. The flow is flowing exactly. You guys see the edited version, but like. Sometimes we will take pauses and like kind of reconfigure what we're talking about. So it's always nice when we, we don't have to roll. do that as much. Right. It's always, it feels better. Um, But yeah, the, this episode kind of stemmed from a few weeks ago. I had a pretty gnarly therapy session as one does. And it was one of those moments where I walked out of the room and I was like, Alex, I had a, an epiphany and I sat down and we talked about it and I... In the moment, I recorded it because I wanted to like see, I wanted to be able to look back on this kind of realization. And I always found it funny when people did that. I'm like, really? Like you thought about recording in that moment, but like I get it now. Yeah. You want to, I want to be able to like record the
1: brain vomit.
0: Exactly. And I did. And then I even put it on TikTok and we'll get into that in a little bit. There's a lot of comments on the TikTok that I kind of want to like read and discuss but uh it was at least on a social media level it was definitely like the first time I feel like I've put that raw such of a raw,
1: in the moment
0: in the moment yeah didn't filter it put it on the internet and I mean it was great I loved it I mean and that's that is what this podcast is but like as we just said we do plan out what we're gonna talk about right but I I mean I walked out of therapy and press record like it was right away Alex and I have therapy at the same time and the same day each week, so we we tend to walk out after our sessions and just like look at each other and like, like how was yours? We like check in, like all right, who needs to dump first? <laughs> like, where, do we have tears? Is it like can we laugh? Where are we at? And this was this was definitely a laughing one, but it was still really intense. It was like really meaningful
1: the conversation really meaningful. that we had after, and I feel like my session. I don't remember my session exactly, but I feel like it had a lot to do with what you talked about and I feel like we both bounced off ideas with each other like pretty seamlessly right and that that's
0: like the beauty of therapy I feel like no matter what you're
1: going through if
0: you talk about it with somebody else there's always a way you can relate it to yeah. another situation it's it's you know a part of me like, I wish I could play you the TikTok audio right now, but I know that YouTube would flag it. Um, it I didn't post it that long ago. If you want to go kind of listen to Alex and I literally having the conversation at our table, very raw, very real. But essentially, I came out of a therapy session where we talked about my anger. Um, I have a lot of anger inside of me, and it's something I've, like, obviously learned how to deal with as I get older, cause it's like out of pocket to be angry for no reason when you're older.
1: But as a kid, I was an angry kid. I was like, the aggression is so raw and yes. at the forefront and coming out.
0: Yep. I, I always, I always was just angry. I was angry at the wor- world, um, for very valid reasons. And I kind of want to start there. Um, we were talking about it in therapy and I was saying how I'm still angry at XYZ. I'm still angry that I have to deal with this shit when the people involved kind of don't or won't and we talked about this in last episode too it's so frustrating when you're kind of doing all this work and you're like okay but the person that is inflicted th- it is not is literally chilling it's yeah. just like they're fine because they're so stuck in their way but they do not realize what they did to me not only do we
1: we had everything done to us but we are now left with all of the
0: I'm gonna clean it up the,
1: yeah we have the mess to clean up
0: yep and i it, i it kind of, it riled me up even more. And I was just like talking to my therapist, like, yo, like how, how do I get past this? And she was like, well, it's not that you're going to get past it because it you can't erase it, but it's more so kind of altering how it's affecting you and how you let it bleed into your current realm. And she let me, like we sat in silence for a second. and I really like took it in and I was like, okay she she hit me with this sentence, and the and she I swear she plans it on purpose. She hits me with some crazy ass shit. And then she's like, we have to end the session there. And I'm okay, like, "Hey, that's it for this week. I'm like, really? Like you're gonna like blue balls. like you're literally gonna leave me with that. She leaves me with this. Your reaction is a choice. I was like, what? I want to keep talking so bad, but I, I kind of love that she does that because then it forces me to self-regulate yeah. rather than have her keep explaining. It, it forces then me you to have sit to there like, and be actually like, with it. okay, let me think about this. Let me think about this. So that's when I walk out and I was like, I literally looked at Alex and I was like, Alex, our reactions, our reactions are, our are a choice. <laughs> Alex is <was> like, yes. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like literally it's a choice. The way you react to things is purely the way you want to. And there's probably some people hearing that right now thinking, no shot. Your reactions are DNA. They're right. human nature. It's, it's based off what happened to you. It's you react because you react to people um, hating on the shirt you're wearing negatively because all your life people have hated on your shirt.
1: And that's valid. Yeah. And that is. And it's a in quotes normal reaction to have that negative feeling towards someone else's negative negativity towards you.
0: Absolutely. And where I'm at, at least in my point of healing, is okay. I've I've sat on this long enough. I've had anger towards this situation long enough that what we were talking about was an element of my childhood. And at this point, you know, decades later. I'm kind of the only one in the situation still tripping <laughs> like to put it in really simple terms. And I, I just, I'm at a point now where it it's so far in the past. I'm at a point in my healing where like sitting on it and still resisting and trying to stay angry at it because you're so upset, which is valid. It's, it's doing more harm to me. And I, I have to release. I feel like there's a point in all types of healing and all types of faith, too, where like you do just need to release at some point. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. And I talked about that in the TikTok. And I really do want to preface that like this doesn't take
1: away any trauma it doesn't negate anything that you might have been through or might have happened to you
0: not at all
1: it's all reaction based to be honest
0: yes and I'm not trying to brush it under the rug because I feel like in a way there's a line of time at least in my head where I feel is like appropriate to give energy and like sulking and reaction and you know sitting with your emotions for certain things that happen to you and then there's a line of like okay Now, when does this become self-sabotage? When does this become too far and almost reverse effective? Like what I'm, what I was saying in therapy, like 20 years later, I'm still dwelling on something that happened. At what point is that now kind of putting, putting you in a box and like putting a cap on your growth and like stunting where you need to go. Right. Finding that, that line of when I, I feel I've been like sulking for too long is hard and it's, I feel like it's hard to be taught that too because I feel like everybody has a different pattern or a different um, formula if you will of the time they need to get through things and that might look different in different situations something happening at school might take x amount of time whereas something really traumatic of a childhood might take years of time to go through right and it's kind of up to you to not only kind of gauge that, what that looks like for you, but be honest with yourself when you've been sulking for too long.
1: And I think there's a point where the negativity that comes with all of these negative reactions to things that happened to our past. If there's a point where all that negativity is festering from something else, you're, you're almost sitting there like, I'm not even thinking about the root cause anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just living in this n- negative bubble And it's affecting everything else. And you're not even focusing on what happened in the first place. And it's not. Yeah. You're not using that as a catapult to kind of better where you are and continue your growth. It's just it has almost just like infected everything else around you with this negative with this negativity. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then and then it turns into projection. Right. And what just
0: clicked in my head is like it's I'm of course it's not this black and white, but. I feel like it's almost like once it starts becoming projection, you've been sitting on it for too long. Exactly. And you've, it's now bled. It you're it, It's a cup of water and it overflowed. Yep. And it's now bleeding all over the table. Like it passed, it expired.
1: Right. And that's it's what I mean done. by it. it's you're not even focusing on the root cause anymore. It's fully affecting everything else because you let it boil to the top. Right.
0: And that that can happen whether you're doing active work or not, right? Which also kind of sucks, yeah. Because like, it would make sense if that happened to somebody who's like brushing everything under the rug. Like we all know how that works. That you, you bottleneck and then you blow up one day. Like that's going to happen if you brush shit under the rug. But Sometimes it kind of also happens even when you do the work, but you're hanging on to the suffering because yep. suffering becomes comfortable. It does. It it if you've done it long enough and it's been what's kept you alive and what's kept you safe and being in that fight or flight has sustained your lifestyle for x amount of years especially in developmental years like a child it, it's going to become a habit and that's kind of where i'm at right now
1: a lot of the times when this happens it happens very slowly and very quietly so you look back and you're like how did everything in my life become so negative and i'm in this deep dark spot and you're like there, there had to have been a moment where i stopped focusing on the actual root problem mm-hmm. and it's it like I said it happens slowly
0: yeah and that's a big realization I've had where like and you probably feel this too where you're you're going through x amount of scenarios multiple scenarios with your therapist and you're like why am I this way and it keeps coming back to that yeah. same root cause and you're like why the fuck does it keep going back to the same root it's like that's the epitome of
1: that root right. leading
0: into several other situations. And
1: I don't know if you relate to this frustration, but I think I had expressed it in the first couple of months that I started therapy. I would come out of therapy and I would kind of be like upset with my therapist and be like, why are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why does every session feel like we end up in the same space? And I remember expressing this to you, and you're like, because that's what you need to be talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, I wanna root. I'm sick of talking about this. I want to talk about other shit that in the moment I feel like is hurting me, but yep. it's only hurting me because this other big thing that did happen that I don't want to talk about is the root cause of all that hurt.
0: And like it does help to talk about that, the thing, the um, the surface level one, right? It does help, but it, it is also a form of brushing under the rug because you're not going to the source. I'm not like, going to the source. Like when you're sick, like I feel like, especially with Western medicine, they're just gonna give you ibuprofen, go home, you'll feel better tomorrow. Band aids. Band aid. Just like brush it off, whatever, when the root cause is actually your diet or your lack of right. vitamins or your lifestyle. Like you do need to go to the the macro source here. And like right. that's usually where the healing is done, at least for therapy. That's where the healing is done. But I mean, it definitely transfers over to physical health too, which mental health is physical health. Right. It's all connected. It's, it's even kind of funny that we're having this big discussion right now overanalyzing the fuck out of the healing process. But we're also saying you just got to let it go. Let it go. And like,
1: ugh, like I think I need a reason why to let it go. Yes. I think I need um a little bit of structure as to why something this b- big shouldn't have this it's it's hard for my brain to compute why something this big shouldn't have this much power when right. it has affected me so much and so negatively in my past. How can one day I just wake up and and be like i can't let it affect me anymore where does that switch and how do i how do i compute that that needs to happen and it deserves that
0: for me it was just a, a moment of being fed up i get that like you kind of just hit a point where you're like
1: and it was it was that, that was, that was that was your therapy session that was my moment yeah. when you were like i'm the only one who's thinking about this i'm yep. the only one who is burdened with all this negativity based around this what happened No one else cares. Why do I have to be the only one that cares?
0: Right. And she also was like, the way she helped me get there was like, it was about a a big, 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 big conversation I had with my mom. uh, Not even a year ago. It was when she was visiting here in New York and we were talking about some like deep ass family shit. And I was upset about my mom's reaction to the whole conversation without getting into detail. That was kind of where I was at. And she goes, okay, like if she was here right now, like what would you need to hear from her? And I was like,
1: nothing like there there's nothing that they could say
0: right and she was like okay so so you're good now I'm like no 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 I'm still like super upset that blah 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 and she's like okay but if she can't do anything to help you and there's nothing you feel like you need to hear from her then why why are you holding on why are you holding on to it and that's where I was like oh I'm suffering self-inflicted suffering right now for what reason and it's just because it gets comfortable. And like we just said two seconds ago, I feel like this whole episode is going to be a whole lot of repeating the same <laughs> thing. Um, but this is just how my brain works. It's comfortable to stay in your misery. If you have yeah. been in it long enough, it's, it's safe to you. It's and you, it, like, be gentle with yourself in that part of the healing too. That like, it is all you, you know, in this moment and it's, that's okay too. It's, Don't be mad at your, I don't want this episode to make anybody mad at themselves that they're not at this point. I just more so hope this episode helps you see. There is another
1: side to to it.
0: Yep. That there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Like it's. And
1: kind of like what. You don't have to suffer forever. Right. And kind of like what we just said is it's hard to get to this place. It's hard, at least for me, it's hard to compute how I could possibly not hold on to this. And not let it affect everything else.
0: Yeah, I never thought I'd be here because I I look at myself as a pretty, like, confrontational person. I'm, I've, I'm always okay with confronting people or situations. But I'm at a point where I don't even feel the need to do that.
1: Right. Whoa, that's huge. That's crazy. That's big.
0: It's a point where I'm like, it's, it's going to be more energy for me with zero return. So yeah. just, like, let it go.
1: That's a good way to put it. What... What are the like energy percentages and levels that Mm -hmm. are going into this, and whose energy is it taking up?
0: Exactly, like on that same energy note, I like that you put it into that terms. It it almost gives it like a math vibe. Yeah, it's like giving me like percentages, and it's it's really helping me see it. (laughs) Hold on, (laughs) if you are going to give something that happened to you power and energy, try and change your perspective to. how it brought you to where you are now how it catapulted you forward because at least for me like when i think about things that i've i've gone through it's very easy to think of like when i'm think when i'm sitting and thinking about something in the past sometimes i'll be like are you sulking in the past like it feels like you're walking backwards it feels yeah. like it's anchoring you down but if you just like change that energy perspective and think about it it's like yeah i'm giving something in the past this time to heal and to push me forward forward It's, I'm giving this thing energy and it's, it's like good energy and I'm using it as a tool. That's the word I'm looking for. Like I'm using this, we'll go back to the word
1: sulking, as a tool to push me forward. Yeah, you're almost giving it the respect it deserves. Right, because it happened. But you're letting it sit there. I often kind of look at my life in, as you guys know, I'm such a visual person, but I look at my life in like timeline. And I think I brought this up to you that day that you had that therapy session. Um, I look at my life in timeline format and I know if I look back, I can't change anything that happened, but I can I do have the power to look forward and make my future however I want it to be. So it's it is that perspective change of looking back and seeing it for what it is, but giving it that good energy and thinking, Okay, I got here. Now it's time to like continue to move forward. I can't backtrack.
0: This is literally like the same pattern goes into literally everything in life. Yeah. Like I think about, I made chili the other day. It
1: was so good. It, the
0: end product was incredible, but it was not. It took a lot of different tweaking and seasonings to get there because I was working with a limited amount of ingredients. The end product, incredible. But there was a point where like it needed more salt. It needed more this. And you, like and it's that same kind of like timeline mentality where like you, it's, you're still going to piece it together to get to where you want to be.
1: Yeah. What's if that, that sense. what's that um I see it a lot on comments on TikTok. Uh trust the process. I really had to trust the process with this Oh, one. yes, like it's, when people are doing like makeup
0: or some yeah. shit. Yeah. like it's kind Literally. of that shit
1: can be really ugly and bad during the process and a lot of the times with heal I mean, I want to say like 99% of the times with healing, it is really ugly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bad and it's negative and it's uh, a lot of shit is coming to the surface, a lot of that th- those things that we're spilling over, are now coming to the surface, but and healing is never ending. But when you do kind of get to that place where you can appreciate everything that happened in your past, it you have to trust the process because there is—I mean, not to sound cliche as fuck—and like you said it, but the the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly, there is there is a place where it all could be positive.
0: I look at it as just like there's like little. When you're like climbing a mountain and you like want to chill for a second, there's like that flat part you just like stand and chill. Yeah, it's the plateau. The little like plateaus where you stand and chill and you can look down and be like, oh shit, I did that. Yes. All right, I'm going to keep going. Like those little check ins are worth it all. Yep. And it might seem silly that we're, you know, using these kind of watered down, simple metaphors for the healing process, like chilly in a mountain. (laughs) But it really does help to simplify it. I feel yeah. like the the human brain is just going, I mean, we're bred to question everything. And honestly, I think it's like the coolest thing about humans. It's how we've, that's how we have this phone, how we have this microphone. Like there was a human that literally sat there and was like, but what if, and like questioned yep. everything and put energy into creating something. But it's also our biggest fault because we, we have that same primal instinct, but then when we put it into emotions, then it's creating anxiety. it's creating things that haven't even happened and it, it's a blessing and a curse. every human listening can relate. But that's why it's nice to bring it back to these like simple metaphors because that's been a big tool for me is zooming out and realizing that my emotions aren't me. Mm. And that's something I've been told for years now in therapy and every time she says it I go I don't understand what you're saying what do you mean my emotions aren't me what the fuck do you like how are they not me how are they not me and it finally clicked recently again first time in years I never thought I'd understand this and she was like when you're feeling we were talking about anxiety specifically when I'm having that moment that what if moment that you know creating that icky scenario in my head that hasn't even happened but it's like ruining my day look at it is like I'm in a movie theater and I'm watching it like happen on the screen uh. but I'm in the I'm just watching it I'm just an observer it's just a chemical reaction and that's happening in my brain right now but I'm just watching it oh and it but it helped me it helped yeah. me detach from it because when you get so attached to your emotions and this looks different for everybody If you're somebody who has control issues, you're going to try and control them. If you're somebody who has avoidant attachment styles, you're
1: going to avoid your emotions. and
0: Exactly. Like you're that you're going to self-sabotage emotions. You're going to self-sabotage thoughts that might not have even happened. So now you're self-sabotaging the unknown. Now you're self-sabotaging the what if. And the what if is where a lot of really cool things can happen too. But you're choosing to make the what if zone, that movie theater zone, be this like controlled environment. Yeah. Where it could be like the environment External. where you dream or like where you manifest or you're you're just clouding that what if area with self-sabotaging acts. I really hope that made sense. It made a lot totally. of sense in my brain. No,
1: it, that, <laughs> that was great. Thank you. That was great. I wrote in our notes, speaking of manifesting, I think a lot of this what you choose and your your reactions and the reactions that you choose are a form of manifestation yeah. and how you kind of shape your life and if you only dwell on things and if you're only you only have that pessimistic negative reaction to things it's going to keep you there and you've just you've you've structured your life to be this negative frame of emotions when you can use that energy to be to manifest this positive outcome
0: just poison yeah it's literally poison we're all just little balls of energy and like I think I've talked about this before I had um I had a plant I had two identical plants yeah I told this story yeah I'll say it really quick just in case you didn't hear it I did this in like third grade for science the science fair I didn't win
1: um this was a really good experiment though
0: right yeah I should have won yeah I don't definitely. know who's judging. Um I had two identical them. No, for real, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going kill them. two identical plants. I had one like two miles away at my grandparents and then one at my house. and the one at my house was listening to just like punk rock music for two weeks straight. It was like inches from a speaker, just like on low volume, whatever, just rock music. And then the one at my grandma's was listening to classical music. Same speaker, same inches away, like same environment. They were getting watered at the same time. They were getting fed all the same thing at the same time. Just their environment. And you know where this is going. The plant listening to like the harsh metal was, it died. It died so quick. And then the classical music plant
1: flourished. That is so crazy. Flourished. What an experiment. You could do it with rice too. What was rice supposed to do?
0: The rice one, you could either do music or you can like say bad words to it and- The rice gets like black, like dark. And then the it's
1: literally us.
0: Just little energy. Everything's energy. The rice is energy. The plant's energy. We're energy. It's almost like, at least for me, like when I started kind of realizing how we literally are just like 100% energy, I almost started giving these inanimate objects more power. Right. Because I was like, oh, but like we built that. Like that has a little, like that little metal part right there was connected. Like that's a creation right there. What the fuck do you think we are? Right. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. This speaker is like, we did that. Yes. Like, not not Alex and I. No. But like, human brains have that capability. Like, why? What else is it
1: capable of? Right. That's a scary thought. If we
0: if we get sad if we don't have enough sun, of course, bad words are also gonna hurt us. Yeah. Like, oh, I need warmth. I need UV rays. Like, of course, a bad word is gonna have the same you know
1: yeah I saw this of course I say this every episode fuck <laughs> saw the TikTok. Yeah, I saw a TikTok where this girl started to change her vocabulary because when we say things that are trendy that are like oh my god I'm so dead um that oh my god that kills me things like that yeah. are actually so detrimental to our Makes state sense. of being and our health because we're actually teaching our brain to believe that we're dying mm-hmm. well, and we, we are and we're Yes, All right. <laughs> but we are also very much alive right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was a cool perspective because I never thought something so. Because the, the intention behind the words, the way we mean them, are one way, but the actual words and their meaning is another. And our brain can only compute, obviously, uh, like the fibers of our brain, I guess, can only compute what that word actually means
0: 100 percent, they don't know sarcasm Sarcasm, they it's literally our brain right it doesn't know sarcasm it doesn't know metaphors it doesn't know what you actually meant to say like words are spells like right it's, you're literally saying it out loud that's how i feel when i sing certain songs
1: yes there's
0: like if there's a line that's like like one of the new SZA songs she says something like that de- like self-deprecating And I remember I was, like, singing at one point. I'm like, she's really has people screaming this? Yeah. Hold on. I want to, like, find the lyric. Yeah. Okay, it's Special by SZA. And she says, "Um, I wish I was special. I gave all my special away to a loser. Now I'm just a loser. I used to be special, but you made me hate me. And, like, that, I was, like, singing that. Because it's a really pretty song. And then I was, like, literally this is. I don't want to Obviously no fucking hate to SZA. Like, she's a beautiful lyricist. This is nothing deep but like we really are just screaming that and like think about being at that concert and you're just like now i just alist-. like
1: yeah don't see that it just feels a little weird it does it's not something that like you want to feel about yourself right but we're screaming it
0: and like you don't think that when you're singing a song you don't think about like i'm feeling all these motions necessarily there's some songs that do that for me but yeah something like mainstream like says that you're just like singing along but then like
1: about it what is it actually doing to your emotions
0: yeah that's a whole other like really big debate that I've heard on several other podcasts too is just like the power of the music you listen to and that even boils down beyond lyrics it's into frequencies and like right the power of that that's that's a whole other thing to swallow
1: frequencies are no fucking joke (coughs) and how remember in like the early 2000s when um video games when they started to realize that like playing like call of duty and these crazy video games had such a negative effect on children who are just like playing with guns and shit.
0: Like styling their own gun. Like
1: GTA. It's
0: crazy. Grand Theft Auto. Literally
1: the basis of Grand Theft Auto is to go around mugging people and stealing their cars.
0: You, you, uh, press, you press Y to open a car door. I remember that. Uh And then you pull, you pull someone out of the car. Right. And it's like, hey, and you're like, get out, bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you get in and you go do your mission. Why is that fun? It's because we can't do it
0: in real life. Yeah, it's like some weird, like, safety of experiencing something that you'll never get to experience, but without any repercussion. Right. Like, you're not actually going out and committing these crimes. It's very interesting. Yeah. I I actually would, like, love to even do an episode on that. Like, the... We should. The, uh, the poison of these
1: things that feel so innocent. And then there's games like Sims and <laughs> and Tony Hawk Skate Pro. Pro Skater? Pro Skater. Skate Pro? Okay. <laughs> pro Skater. And you're just playing.
0: Right. That's like <laughs> harmless. Or like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Where yes. you get to like build a, a roller coaster
1: tycoon.
0: <laughs> that's for the architects. Like that's like a, that's but a good the, game to be playing. But then there's
1: this element of Sims, which could become really crazy where you're just creating this artificial life that you want your life to be like. So social media. Right.
0: Social media is like that in my head sometimes too. Because like MySpace growing up, it was, I feel like the vibe of MySpace was very much um, true to you. I mean, you were coding your own thing. Everything was your favorite color. It was your song. You had your heroes. You had your top five or top 10 or whatever.
1: You literally had pictures. We were watching old music videos of Chris Brown and you had a picture of Chris Brown on your profile. He
0: was in my heroes. He was my top hero. Yeah. Because it was it was so normal that your profile reflected you, whereas now it's it's so trend based, and I feel like it's what other people
1: want to see. Yeah, it's what other people want their life to be like. You you go it's off your aesthetic.
0: You go off like your theme. You go off what like the hottest person's doing right there, and you copy it. It's like <sighs> we've we've. It's literally like a reverse effect.
1: Like I'm in my Matilda era. It's whatever era you're in.
0: Right. And it's not just like, okay, but what are you? Right. I don't know how we got here, but I just had
1: to say that. Yeah. We should should do an episode about like individualism.
0: Yeah. That'd be a good episode. I'm like, what would I say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just be you. Be Ill.
0: like sometimes when I, we think of episodes i'm like okay yeah, no, i love this and then like i go into thinking not that like we shouldn't do that we'll definitely develop that a little bit but then i'm like
1: some of them are it's just very simple it's
0: very like okay okay we're just now. gonna sit here and tell
1: you to do you
0: and then and then what if we did do an episode about that is maybe are, like
1: more question based
0: we could do that or right now even in the comments if you're here on youtube or you can always DM us on socials what would you want us to talk about around that topic I would think to go deeper personally, but like, yeah, I don't know. Cause we did, we did one. Didn't we do one about like clothes? We did like a styling one. We did a fashion episode. Like that's kind of like a part of individualism is just like how you present yourself to the world.
1: Yeah. I would think more, um, I want to go deeper. Yeah. Like abstract as far as how is our identity shaped based upon honestly, social media has, that is the pivotal aspect where it's completely changed how we view ourselves as individuals it's terrifying it's
0: crazy like you you like have to be a part of an aesthetic now
1: yeah but like or if you don't find yourself as a part of any aesthetic do you know yourself that's that's a big thing that I'm working on in therapy right now is I feel like I have my hobbies and I have my things that I love but I don't feel like I'm a part of any one community and social media has given me the perspective that that is isolation and that's loneliness. Because I, I was just about to say, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But it's made me feel like, why am I not a part of one typecasted thing?
0: They're all faking it too. They're yeah. all just hopping on the trend too. They're all having this thought too. Like, I like that I don't fall into an era. Yeah. I like that I don't have an aesthetic.
1: Right. Like and I, it, it would take away me. And I feel that too, but it it makes you question what, what the per. At least this is what I go through. Like what my what the purpose is of all of it. Why don't I relate on that level with like other people?
0: I don't even think they do though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I feel like it's all just for show, and it's it's all for like clicks and creating these movements. We'll call it a movement, you know. Like it's trends. It's it's, it's all what's just trendy. It's all just to like at least from a creator standpoint too, like
1: people hop on these eras, these trends just to like blow up. Too. Clean girl aesthetic and shit. I don't know. It's a whole right. other conversation. Okay. So while we were doing a little bit of research for this episode, we did someone suggest this test.
0: Yeah. Or did um, you find it? Someone suggested it. It was actually in the comments of that TikTok that I started this episode with ah. someone was like, "Um, you got to take
1: the positive intelligence test. I feel like you it's very per this topic. So I'm going to read, I'll just read it verbatim. The, um Like how the test came to be uh, My name is Shirzad Shamin, And I created the saboteur assessment Based on the research presented in my New York Times Best-selling book and standard lectures On positive intelligence I'd like to share with you a little background about the assessment Your mind can be your best friend But is also your worst enemy Involved in self-sabotage Your self-sabotage is caused by what I call Saboteurs in your mind These saboteurs are your internal enemies They represent a set of automatic habits of your mind which with its own voice beliefs and assumptions that work against your best interest there are 10 saboteurs in total and we all suffer from at least a couple of them formed in early childhood these saboteurs helped you survive physically and emotionally as a kid however they greatly limit your potential as an adult exactly so what we we're saying yep it's basically the whole premise of this episode do you have your report up
0: mm-hmm. so the 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 results of this report, it's not like the Myers-Briggs where you're given like one type. There's like several different categories of types of sabotage. And then it puts you in a scale of 1 to 10 of
1: kind of where you lay in the intensity of that specific category. So it's the 10 saboteurs and it gave us like a, it's like a 1 through 10 point system.
0: So the 10 are stickler, avoider, victim, hyper-rational, pleaser, hyper restless, hyper-achiever, and controller. OK, so we're going to go through each of the 10 and then we'll let you know kind of where we where we lay on the first category. Where do you want to start? Um, I
1: could do stickler because I got 10 out of 10.
0: Whoa! <laughs> you did, stickler? I'm
1: a stickler. What did you get? 3.1. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alex, crazy. you're such a stickler. I'm such a stickler. OK, so let me read you the characteristics of a stickler. I'm punctual, methodical and a perfectionist. If you could describe me in three words, it's those three words. Right. I can be irritable, tense, opinionated, (laughs) and sarcastic. This is so you. Oh my God, this is so you. This is so me. I'm highly critical of self and others, and I have a strong need to self-control and self-restraint. I work overtime to make up for other people's sloppiness and laziness and i'm highly sensitive to criticism it's like they wrote this about me no it's this is on your birth certificate uh these are my thoughts uh right is right and wrong is wrong i know the right way if you can't do it perfectly don't do it at all
0: this just sounds (sighs) like you're describing a virgo to be completely honest
1: yeah others too often have lax standards i think about this a lot Uh, I need to be more organized and methodical than others so things get done. I hate mistakes. My feelings are constant frustration and disappointment with self and others for not living up to ideal standards. Mm. Anxious that others will mess up the order and balance I have created. Sarcastic or self-righteous overtones. Suppressed anger and frustrations. Oh, this section is called justification lies. So it's how we justify this part like being a stickler okay but it's actually a lie perfectionism is good plus it makes me feel better about myself but Ah. it's that's that's my saboteur yes is being a perfectionist
0: yep because it's yeah it makes you feel better but at what expense right like you're then you're being x x to other people or like you're putting you're making other people out to be like less than because they're
1: not living up to your standards like just to make you feel good right like it oh well one of the impacts it has on self and others is causes resentment anxiety self-doubt and res- resignation in others who feel continually criticized and resign themselves that no matter how hard they work they will never please the stickler, the stickler. God, this makes me sound like a monster
0: they probably all will <laughs> yeah i mean sabotage is a 10 monster. out of 10 but like it's not all of you that's right. just your sabotage you're also x amount of other
1: things that's like, my that's my saboteur
0: yeah that's and that's just your top one we got, and that's we got the, nine more to go don't the you worry
1: basis of this episode is that these parts of us do not define us they're they're just, just what they're what's holding us back
0: and being aware of it can help us get through it and not right. let it have as much power okay my top one do you want to take a guess yeah let
1: me look at the list
0: Victim? No. Ouch, no. <laughs> I don't know then. Controller. Controller. Yep. I got 10 out of 10 on that one. The controller. Anxiety based needs to take charge and control situations and people's actions to one's own will. High anxiety and impatience when that's not possible.
1: I got a 5.6 on this one, by 5, the way.
0: 5.6. Okay. So the characteristics of a controller are strong energy and need to control and take charge. Duh. Connect with others through competition, challenge, physicality, or conflict rather than softer emotions. Facts. I literally just said I love conflict. Willful, confrontational, straight talker. (laughs) Push people beyond their comfort zones. Comes alive when doing the impossible and beating the odds. Stimulated by and connects through conflict. Surprised that others get hurt. Intimidates others. In your face communication <laughs> interpreted by others as anger or criticism. Whoa. You are either in control or out of control. If, and sorry, these are the thoughts now, like what goes on my head. Um, If I work hard enough, I can and should control the situation. So it goes my way. Um, For me, it's not about, it's not always about my way. It's like when I obsess over what's the healthiest ah. and what's like the, the best overall, which Often isn't my way to be completely honest. So I kind of like interesting. of get what I mean. Um, Others want and need me to take control. I feel this sometimes, but I know it's incredibly self-inflicted. And then the last point of the thoughts category is no one tells me what to do. (laughs) This is just describing an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Feelings are high anxiety when things are not going my way. Angry and, and intimidating when others don't follow. Impatient with others feelings in different styles does feel hurt and rejected although rarely admit to it that is facts (laughs) that's
1: like it's crazy how these are just so spot on
0: right justification lies so this is kind of what she was saying where like what I do to justify talk, talk myself out of it. Um, without the controller, you can't get much done. You need to push people. If I don't control, I will be controlled and I can't live with that. I am trying to get the I'm trying to get the job done for all of our sakes. These are pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Like I I mean, they're yeah, it's the worst is, of the worst. <laughs> right. Like
0: I don't if, if this is calling me a 10, I feel like an eight. Mm. with this like I'd definitely still very I agree with a lot of these but like it doesn't feel as intense I actually didn't think I'd get this one. Oh, really no not for the highest at least what
1: did you think you'd get
0: um I was I thought I was gonna get a voider ah yeah
1: what so what's your score in on that one we'll do that one next okay I like
0: that also this website is great this little like way you get to scrub around at the bottom oh my god for a voider I got
1: 4.4 I got 6.9. We're Eight, just going to do 69. like a Oh wait. We're just going to do like a quick overhaul of the others since they're not as prominent in our saboteurs. Um an avoider avoids conflict, conflict and says yes to things one wouldn't want, downplays importance of real problems and tries to deflect others. Has difficulty saying no. Yeah, this doesn't sound like you at all. Okay,
0: yeah, not at all. <laughs> I just I didn't know the meanings though before, just like reading right. it. I also like that's why I don't know what anything means ever. I can't read.
1: (laughs) That's why I I had initially said victim only because your trauma is like that's what. But I like what a, I
0: what I think that section is gonna be is the victim mentality. See, I didn't know where you think like every. That's why I took offense uh, to it. It was like I don't think I have a victim <laughs> mentality. I think I, quite the opposite, to be honest.
1: Resists others through passive aggressive means rather than directly. Loses self in comforting routines and habits. Procrastinates on unpleasant tasks. Yeah, I don't fully um, relate to this one. It's definitely like a it's a havesies for me, which is what they scored.
0: You are six. 6.9. 6.9. I got a 4.4. I agree with that too. Like there's times where I have this There's mentality. like middle ground. Right. But it, it definitely doesn't like steer me in the wrong direction.
1: Right. Okay. My next highest though is hyper rational, which is a 7.5. The characteristics of this are intense and active mind, sometimes coming across as intellectual and in, intellectually arrogant or secretive, right. private, and don't let many people into my deeper feelings. Facts. Mostly show feelings through passion in ideas prefer to just watch the craziness around me and analyze from a distance yes can lose track of time due to my intense concentration high penchant for skepticism and debate i got a 6.3 Uh i i actually scored higher than i thought i would
0: reading this now like it doesn't no not crazy i don't like crazy i identify with this one My second highest is hyperachiever, and I got a 9.4.
1: Oh, my God. I got a 5.6 on this. Oh, my
0: God. The characteristics of a hyperachiever are competitive image and status conscious. Good at covering up insecurities and showing positive image. This is literally my job. (laughs) Adapt personality to fit what would be most impressive to the other. Goal-oriented and workaholic streak. The streak, I relate to that uh, big time because it's not all the time. It does come in fucking streaks. More into perfecting a public image than introspection. It's definitely a, a line I walk. Can be self-promoting. What does that mean?
1: Um, Like, I mean, how I would take it literally. I'm is, taking it very, like, yeah. Literally like promotion. Uh, like, yeah, promoting yourself. But not like the modern marketing way. Of course. Of- like no, i don't get that like i'm good that kind of promotion like the i don't know that's like how hyping myself up yeah i could see that okay
0: yeah i don't know and the last one is can keep people at a safe distance i relate to that a lot
1: okay i got a 6.9 for pleaser has a strong need to be liked by people and attempts to earn it by helping pleasing mm. rescuing or flattening flat sorry flattening, flattening. <laughs> <laughs> flattering them needs frequent reassurance by others about their acceptance and affection can't express own needs openly and directly does so indirectly by having people obligate people feel obligated to reciprocate care um this one relates kind of now i feel like i've been going through this thing at work where i've i r- have realized i don't know what to call it but i guess one of my r- one of the reassurances i need at work is positive um like positive affirmations for the work that I'm doing from my boss specifically. I feel that. And I feel like that definitely is the like needs frequent reassurance by others. I feel like I need to hear there's times when my boss is super on it as far as like her saying, Oh, this is, this is great. Alex. I love this. You're killing it. And then there are some like plateaus where I feel like I don't get that as much. And I do feel like it's a me thing, but I also know like she's just busy. Yeah. I'm very aware that like her job isn't to reassure me. But yep. I do, feel like, I, I relate to this one heavy right now.
0: I relate to this a lot. I got a 6.3. Okay. So we're, pr- we're pretty we're even on, on this on. one. Yeah. The the strong need to be liked by people and attempts to earn it by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering them. That that one really struck me. I feel like I catch myself doing that a lot. And sometimes I will completely, completely release any standard I have just to, like, make sure that person has a good idea of me. Hmm. That's not, that's not good. Okay, my next highest one is restless. Oh, that's my least. I got a 7.5. I got a (laughs) 2.5. Whoa.
1: Okay, what is this? What is this?
0: The characteristics are easily distracted and can get too scattered. Absolutely. Honestly, now reading this, I'm surprised this isn't my number one one. Yeah. Um, Stays busy, juggling many different tasks and plans. This is story of my fucking life. You should see my notebook. Seeks excitement and variety, not comfort or safety. I all my life I've run from comfort I'm I've always like, been like the polar
1: opposite I want to do this and I, rem- I want to do this do you remember some of the questions for these and like um, where they were going with them some really. of these questions were like quite literally when do you or like do you get bored often oh okay, and yeah. shit like that I was like strongly agree no oh my god
0: I stay bored <laughs> um the next point says bounces escapes or escapes from unpleasant feelings very quickly and seeks constant new stimulation. Oh my God. I I feel like this is definitely a thing of our generation too.
1: I was actually just talking about this last night. We have a lot of travel oh, coming right. up and I was like, I'm I'm excited to do these things. Of course, I'm excited to go to London for the first time. Of course, I'm excited to see my friends in LA and go to Coachella. But I just can't wait for it to be over. I just want to be home and have no plans. Oh my <laughs> god, this
0: is like what I live for, especially this time of the year. It's always so travel based, which we've talked about, and I love it because I'm 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 stimulated. My routine's gonna be completely haywire, and I Ugh, love it. I hate that. I'm excited to like. I love, like, living out of my suitcase and, like, not knowing what I'm going to do that day. Like, I love that shit. So I feel the the stimulation
1: a lot. Okay. Next one. Hypervigilant. I got a lot of 6.9s. Oh, I got a 7.5. Okay. So we're kind of spot on. Uh, this one is always anxious with chronic doubts about self and others. Yes. Extraordinary sensitivity to danger signals. Yes. Constant expectation of mishap or danger. Suspicious of what others are up to. People mess up. (laughs) What? (laughs) Might seek reassurance and guidance in procedures, rules, authorities, and institutions. The extraordinary
0: sensitivity to danger signals
1: is my middle name. Yeah, this is kind of, I feel like this is a um, combination of a lot of the other ones. I can see that. Like the seek reassurance one was what I kind of just talked about as the pleaser. Always anxious. Just that's that. Always anxious.
0: Uh, one of the thoughts says I need to know what the rules are although I might not always follow them Uh, I relate to that heavy (laughs)
1: yes
0: like okay I know what they are but like I don't need to do it yeah (laughs) like
1: give me the give me the instructions give me the I'm a big like when I'm building an Ikea thing I like to have the instructions out and next to me but I know how to do it I could I could do it in my own head and sometimes I like this is a weird like competitive side of me challenge yourself Yeah, yeah and I'm like okay, this is what I would do next. What are you supposed to do next? And if I get it right, like, like, boom, I'm, I'm I did smart. It. I'm on the right track.
0: Yep. I do that with cooking a lot ah. when I follow
1: recipes. I'm like,
0: I don't need to, I don't need to read that. Like I know exactly what to do. But it's right always now. in your back pocket because it's, it's your safety I'm net. Like, am I like, I need to like validate myself. Like, yeah. am I doing it right? And then I'm like, oh, I am.
1: Oh, I'm Interesting. So good. Uh, okay. Avoider. I got 6.9. I got 4.4. 4. Avoids conflict and says yes to things one wouldn't want. <laughs> downplays importance of real problems and tries to deflect others, has difficulty saying no, resists others through passive aggressive means rather than directly, loses self in comforting routines and habits, procrastinates on unpleasant tasks. Definitely feel that last one. Yeah, the procrastination. Yeah, some of these don't necessarily relate, but others I can definitely see.
0: And then the last category is victim. It's, I got a five. Yeah, I got a five. 5.0? 5. 5.0? Uh, it just says 5. Oh, nice. Does your say 0.0? No, I got oh. a
1: 5.6. Gotcha.
0: It's, um, if criticized or misunderstood, tend to withdraw, pout, and sulk. Fairly dramatic and temperamental. When things get tough, want to crumble and give up. Repressed rage results in depression, apathy, and constant fatigue. I relate to that. Unconsciously attached to having difficulties. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> And gets attention by having emotional problems or being temperamental
1: and sullen. What's sullen? mean, these are too big of words. <laughs> uh, some of these thoughts are no one understands me, poor me, poor terrible me. things always happen to me. I might be uniquely disadvantaged or flawed. I am what I feel. I wish someone would rescue me from these dreary mess.
0: I might be uniquely disadvantaged or flawed. I have this thought a lot. Sometimes like <laughs> this might sound crazy, but sometimes I feel like I have a curse put on me. Oh. Like I've had thoughts where like this has to be like maybe like my my mom and her mom are like into like hippie shit. And sometimes I'm like, maybe my mom or her mom dabbled in some like witchy shit uh, and like put a curse on like your next generation. Like sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I'm like <laughs> There might be a
1: curse here. That's your 5.0 victim coming out. Right.
0: I'm just like, <laughs> hold on. It's like, wait, maybe there, maybe there is something wrong with me, but no.
1: This is, uh, I, I suggest taking this test. Yeah. I, did, I think it was like 50 questions. Yeah. It was
0: like one of those where you do the scale of strongly agree, disagree. Some of them repeated themselves, but I think tests do that. So they make sure that you're like being honest. Right. Yeah. Like they reward it. And like now if you just change up your answer they're gonna know that you're just it.
1: like and I wonder if that itself switching up your answers typecasts you in a very right like maybe that's the pleaser in you right exactly oh my god uh, something just, yeah this definitely gave a different perspective on what kind of um uh saboteurs and things that are holding us back are in our life
0: the control one I'm, that's my top one Ten out of 10 I actually want to like tell my therapist this because we talk about it a lot. We talk about my control issues probably every single, almost at every single episode, every single uh, session. Session, And I know it's a part of me, but I never thought it was like this, the driving force, but I think she's right. There's so many moments where I'm like, Oh, you're ther- right. My therapist actually does know what she's <laughs> talking about. Like I tend to forget she's like went to school for this. And like she, she actually, I was talking about switching up my dates for therapy and she's like, Oh, I don't do sessions Monday through Wednesday. Like I teach other therapists. Shit. Like, she's like, she's up she's there. She's up there. I'm like, Whoa. Very cool. I, for a little bit. We were like going over too. I was like, what, like, what is that like? Like, how do you separate like teaching versus like staying like empathetic? And she's like, you know, it's a bit, like I tell <laughs> she didn't want to talk about it. And I'm sitting there like completely using up the time that I pay for, right. for my problems talk about her. to ask about her job and, <laughs> Ugh, God, ridiculous, but she's really cool. Shout out to her. No shot.
1: she listens to this.
0: She should. She might get some like better insight.
1: Yeah, there was a point where uh, I was telling my therapist about this and she was like, I listened, but then I stopped because I just want to, I want to hear from you. Good. Yeah. And I was like, I respect that.
0: right. if they if they <laughs> heard this perspective, like it's skewed. I mean, there's so many things, obviously, we don't say on the podcast for personal reasons. Yeah.
1: And if a therapist purely judged us off this, you're getting such a different side of us. Right. Not that it's, it's not true, but you need it's the just, whole picture.
0: Yeah. And you don't have the whole picture. Sorry, but we can't put everything out there. It's just like a little shrunken down version of ourselves, and we give
1: them the monster
0: the nitty-gritty <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed this episode again please take this test positive intelligence positive intelligence sense this this
1: sabatoir assessment
0: i'm curious to know what your guys's answers are if you end up taking it please comment down below maybe your top three your top yeah. like of the category and like it, what score you got yeah top three category and if you agreed with it or not um let's also take that over to patreon for friday's episode if you guys can take the test, and sorry to give you some homework, but take the test and let's kind of go into your answers and we can kind of relate with where we're at on that scale too. Like with your 10, if we're a five, we could talk about that. And I would love to know the perspective of the high numbers in these categories that I scored low on.
1: Yeah, and kind of the opposite. And I also kind of want to see, I want you guys to look at the numbers that we got and see if you guys see that as an outsider's perspective like i mean you guys do see just like one side of us kind of but does it make sense to you guys that'd be be a cool perspective probably i don't know do i want to (laughs) know
0: right i know i'm like maybe if it's mean don't say it if it's nice you could say it right there we go let's just filter everything because everything's a
1: lie uh, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then rate us five stars and give us a review. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, then subscribe and hit the bell button thingy and write comments and be safe on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, don't drink and drive. Get oh, this is an Uber. Oh, Oh, yeah. I hope you, I were, hope safe. you were safe. I hope you were safe on St. Patrick's Day. I hope you were safe on St. Patrick's Day. I
0: hope you were green and I hope you caught Didn't get pinched. a leprechaun. Monica made a leprechaun chap with Sarah. I remember doing that in school. Yeah. Like with little shoe box. Like those were so like good. Yeah. I remember Phil would always help me make mine because he's like good with that stuff. God, kids are so creative. Or their parents are. Because Phil made mine. Right. I didn't make mine. And that science project I told you guys about, my, that was my grandma's idea. Oh my God,
1: Kristen.
0: I didn't
1: take credit for <laughs> it.
0: That was totally my grandma's idea. My other science project I did with Leanna where we, we put carnations, white carnations in water with food dye and then they went the color oh, of the food diet that's my grandma's cool. idea oh all right she's P. such a flower R. she R. is P. such a flower oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right guys I love you so much have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you soon love you bye, bye.